Welcome to People Don't Think, Let's Start Today, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and Al Edwards. Norb, it's that special time again when we're behind the mics here for our podcast. How you doing? Good, good. It's a beautiful day. Another gift. That's why it's called the present. That's right. And uh, you have to believe that this is a present and uh, this is a beautiful, beautiful a life we live in, if you look at it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something we always start our podcast with, and I've said this many times, but uh, it's true. Uh, a big part of what we're about on this podcast is, you know, looking at life as a gift and always being grateful for that and getting rid of the scale on our eyes to look around and say everything is a miracle and everything's incredible when you really think about it. So the title of today's podcast is Nobody's Getting Out of This Thing Alive the importance of having courage and taking risks in life. And this is something, you know, a lot of people say to us, they enjoy these topics. And I think one of the reasons is, is that you and I tend to talk about things that our hearts are in it. You know, we care about these things deeply and we try and apply these things in our own life. And I've been thinking about this a lot more. And just recently, uh, on a very emotional level, uh, things have happened to me recently where I've realized that, you know, not to be morbid, but we're all one day, not going to be here anymore. Life is finite. It's limited. And, uh, you know, it's an issue of what are we going to do while we're here? And this philosophy of no one's getting out of this alive has given me courage to say, it's going to happen anyway, so I might as well go for it in my life. I might as well pursue what I want to do and have courage. Norb, let's talk about that. What do you think about the idea of taking risks? You've taken a lot of risks in business and mm. other areas. Well, I think that, you know, one of the big changes in our society today, and it's proven, is that people are not as spiritual as they used to be. Church going and all denominations is going way down. Uh, young people are not attending any kind of church. And, and this is not to endorse any church or any kind of spiritual aim, but the whole understanding that, you know, we live here for a relatively short time and there is a purpose to all this. And being spiritual is one of the things that gives you a positive attitude about life. And when you see all the tragedies that are happening, all the, the young people that feel lost, that they, they have nothing to live for. Uh, unluckily, we have a lot of people that are shooting other people and Basically, they, they're lost because they don't have anything to aim for. Now, there's been a lot of studies in actually Harvard, the School of Public Health, uh, Brigham University Women's Hospital scientists. They all show that people that are spiritual actually enjoy a much happier life. I think that, you know, having a belief that there's something there and that you live basically aiming for happiness, which is basically what our country is founded on, you have really a reason to live. And by looking at that in a positive manner that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have an incredible life, and, and there's something at the end of life. I think that one of Al's greatest items that he always talks about is something that was mentioned in The Strangest Secret, and I'd like for Al to make that statement, and, and it's by, obviously, one of the guys we respect the most, Earl Nightingale. 
And at the end of his speech, he said something that really, really touched me. And uh, Al actually mentioned it to me today. And I'd like for him to repeat it because I think he gives it in a much better manner than I can. Well, yeah, that's something that we were talking about earlier with The Strangest Secret, which is the topic of our first podcast, this great recording called The Strangest Secret, that we encourage you to go back to our first podcast and listen to. But one of the things Earl Nightingale says in there is that the architect of the universe didn't build a stairway going nowhere. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is certainly not a religious show or anything like that, but it, it kind of goes back to what is your life about? What is your life philosophy? And I think taking risks and having courage, if we all can adopt that, I think we'd be more fulfilled and I think accomplish whatever it is we want to accomplish. Barb, why do you think people are fearful of taking risks? What do, you, what do you think is at risk when people? Well, I think the fear of failure is obviously something that, you know, it's a good thing in a way because if you didn't have any fear at all, you'd be walking in front of a train track when the train was coming. But I think the average human probably tends to be a little too cautious. Another great statement by one of these great people, I think it was, uh, I don't know, but he said 95% of the things you worry about will never happen. And, uh, you know, th that is very true. And, and, you know, I'm at an age where I've seen that and I worried about a lot of things that never did happen. And I think y you can't be blind and say this will never happen because obviously things do happen. But uh, we, we tend to worry as humans way, way too much. And uh, when you take a chance, you might be surprised that things will work out. Now, it takes discipline. And, you know, I have a book in front of me, which I took. It's called The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. And basically, he was one of the, the main people that started with positive mental attitude. And he said, if you do some basic things in life, things automatically get better. And, you know, I've always, and you guys are probably tired of listening to this, I always thank God for the, the gift he gives us every day, the present. But he also says that you should have a definite chief aim in life, and whatever that might be. If you want to be a better cook, you know, aim for that, study, and, you know, just aim for that. The other thing is self-confidence. When you do have a definite goal and, a, and you want to aim for something, you should be confident that you can do it. When you look at history, some of the most ridiculous people on earth have achieved incredibly success, okay? And the... Uh, uh, because they have this self-confidence that they can do it. Uh, I was reading about Joan of Arc the other day, and, you know, this young girl basically changed the world by having this aim and this belief that she could do it. And uh, uh, actually, you know, those are very, very important things. The other thing he mentions, which I think it's part of being happy in life and uh, having a positive attitude, is get in the habit of saving money. And, you know, if you save 5%, 10% of what you make, if you make $100, save $10, $5. If you make 1000 save 100 If you make a million, save 100000 You know, this creates happiness. And, and then you become more positive. You believe that you can do things. And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, foreign people come to this country and it's amazing how they come to this country without, knowing the problems that this country has, and obviously it has, but they achieve things that most Americans can't achieve because 
they save a little bit of their money and, and they see that, you know, they can buy an apartment building and, and maybe collect a couple of rents. And after a while, they have this thing paid off for and, and they buy another one. And pretty soon they're very successful. And, and Americans have told me, how can that guy do it? He just came over, you know, he got off the boat and he did this. Well, it's, it's being positive. He looks at the United States positively. And by being positive, you can achieve these things. So it might sound crazy, but sometimes it might help to think like a non-American and that you're seeing this country as this wonderful place because you're ignorant about the problems that we have, which maybe are not really problems at all. Maybe they are. I shouldn't minimize that, but, you know. Right. So, yeah. Uh, looking at the opportunities versus the problems. Right? Uh, absolutely. I've said this many times over the years that I believe that people who are born in another country, like you, for example, and your family came from Argentina, uh, people who come from other countries are better Americans than those of us who were born here because the old expression, familiarity breeds contempt. We think the whole world is like this, where people who come from other cultures, other countries, they have the courage, and that's one of the things we're talking about today is courage. They have the courage to seize the opportunities. And yeah, are they scared? They're coming to another land. They're coming to a new language, new customs. Are they scared? Yeah, but they still do it. And I've always said that immigrants are more American than those of us who are born here because they appreciate it even more. Oh, no, that's very true. And, and you know, uh, not, not to get political uh, situation, but, you know, I, I think that the older generation of immigrants uh, never expected to be supported by the government in any way whatsoever. You know, so it, it's another breed of cat, if you might call it that. Uh, you know, they didn't expect anything. So it, it was more of a, wow, look at this country. I can work and actually uh, buy a house and buy a car. You know, it's kind of interesting what happened. Uh, we were talking about this at lunchtime that, you know, in Europe, there's been thousands of deaths because of this heat. It's a very common heat in the mid-United States. I mean, it's not overly common, but, you know, 100 degrees Fahrenheit is not that uncommon. Uh, because of this country and the ability for everything to be air-conditioned, uh, very few people die from heat. And, and in fact, there was a, a building that was a, a public work building where, you know, people with very little money were living. And uh, the air conditioning went out and the people were up in arms that they didn't have air conditioning. And, you know, in London and in Spain, there are literally hundreds of people dying from this heat. You know, America doesn't realize how incredible this country is that just about everybody has air conditioning, you know, and the cars are air conditioned. And uh, I always remember when I came to this country where air conditioning was not that popular, there was a joke that they asked a Texan, what do you do between your air conditioned house and your air conditioned car and your air conditioned office? He says, run like hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you know, going from one place to the other. Just realizing that makes you positive. You know, how blessed you are that you have that. Absolutely. And, and everybody that, that lives under those conditions uh, that lived from the time they were a young child, they don't realize how important that is for a good life. See? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're talking about the people who come here from different countries and, and really, you know, seek the opportunities that America has. 
Norb, you've had a lot of businesses over the years, and you've done a lot of different things. In addition to founding AmericanEagle.com, you've had many different businesses and different industries and tried a little bit of everything. I want to hear from you, and I think our, our listeners want to hear from you about when it comes to courage and taking risks, you know, when you would buy a business or you would start a business, that's always a huge risk. And a lot of people want to do it until they realize it's really not as sexy as everyone makes it out to be. Tell us about that. How did you work through any trepidation or fear or, or have the courage to do it? What, what drove you to take these risks in business and, you know, achieve things, success? You know, uh, uh, an old, uh, I've always had one thing that I'm, I'm proud of, and I don't, nobody told me to do this, but I listen to old people, which now I am one, <laughs> but I, I always did listen to old people. And the things they used to tell me really stuck to me. And uh, a, a lot of them, I, I didn't realize this, but they were positive, you know. Uh, they were not negative at all. Uh, do this, do, do this. And, and uh, some, some of the things that some of these people told me uh, have remained in my life to this day, which was incredibly good advice. Uh, you know, you don't learn this stuff in school. You don't learn it in college. You, you learn it from old timers. And old timers are, are actually interesting to listen to because I've seen that they all like to share their experiences. And they don't charge anything for it. You don't have to go to Michigan State and pay 60000 a year right. to learn right. from an old guy that's done it. Right. So uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. So when I, when I started a business... Uh, I actually uh, listen to some of these fundamentals. You know, don't spend more money than what you take in. Uh, sacrifice some of the things. I got married very young, and I came to Chicago, and I had a 1956 Volkswagen, and uh, we rented an apartment that, that cost 129 bucks a month. And and I used to tell my wife, Oh my God, can we really afford this? You know, the the other thing which is important in life is the if you're looking for a mate, make sure that mate shares your values. I think that's very important. Uh, I was very fortunate that I did meet such a person, and uh, that, that means a lot, you know, because you can't go home and have somebody that's unfriendly to you. You just want a friend, you know. Right. I, I've always told this to the men and women. I think a good marriage is uh, when the guy comes home or the woman comes home that, the other mate is like a puppy wagging his tail because they're happy to see you. Happy to see him, yeah. And it's just that simple. And it's, it's also a way of being positive in life, you know? Absolutely. What do you think drives, you know, for example, again, looking at your life and business and, and different risks you've taken and having the courage to do things, it would have been perfectly fine if maybe you had gone to work for a company and stayed there for 45 years and got the gold ring and the pension and retired, but you're the kind of breed of cat, as they say, that you wanted to go out on the edge and break out on your own and be your own business owner. What drives people to do that, would you say? You know, an old timer, going back to the old timers, uh, one time told me that your own little lousy little business is better than any golden job. Wow. I like so, that. So, uh, you know, I always thought I could do it. I, I didn't have that fear that I couldn't do it. Uh, I always intuitively, maybe, I just thought positive. Now, I've been in a few businesses where they haven't all been terrific, okay? Right. But I did have a few that have been successful, and uh, 
I think it was all because it was positive. And I had rough moments in a lot of them that uh, there were one in particular. We had nine weeks where uh, I didn't cash a check. My wife didn't go out and splurge because she knew that at that time you just couldn't do it. And that's also being positive to being able to basically like an automobile, you know, on a highway you go 70 miles an hour and the streets you go at 30 because things change. And you can't keep going at 60 if you're in a, because otherwise you'd be arrested or have an accident. So that, that's part of being positive, to realize what the limitations are at that moment and adjust to them and be happy about it right. because that's what life is. Right. You know, one of the biggest problems I think people have with regard to taking risks and, uh, you know, having courage to do something maybe they've never done before, and that's fear. And of course, you know, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of uncertainty. We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of losing money. And that kind of goes full circle to the title of this, and that is that we're all going to go one day anyway, so you might as well go for it kind of thing. And you just hit on something that I think is very important, and that's self-confidence. There's a very famous Henry Ford quote where he said that if you think you can do something, you're right. And if you think you can't do something, you're also right. So obviously self-confidence plays a big part in having the courage to go out and do something. So tell us more about that, how you feel self-confidence, really believing in yourself, not in an arrogant way, but in, no, in no, a humble no. humility. I, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the things is that we have to learn how to conquer negative thinking. And all humans have the tendency to be negative and we dwell more on bad experiences than positive ones. I know that I do. You know, I, I like to play poker, and I don't really remember the good hands I've had, which I've had a few. I remember the bad ones. Right. So, you know, life is like that. I, I think that you, you just dwell on the negative. So you have to conquer these thoughts. Now, with that, that means you have to work a little harder to train your brain to conquer negative thoughts. Now, I have in front of me some items that I think merit mentioning. And one of them is, and I really like this one, don't try to stop negative thoughts. You know, telling yourself I have to stop thinking about this only makes you think about thinking it more. When you're in a negative cycle, acknowledge it. I'm working on this. I know this is a negative thought and I'm obsessing about this, but I know that I have to stop doing this. You know, there's, a, there's an old poem, it's called The Man in the Glass, and I don't know if any one of you have heard of it or, or read it, but it's really, really good. And basically it just says that you can't lie to yourself, you know, you, you just can't. And when you look in the mirror, which is the man in the glass, that's when reality comes in. And one of the things about being positive is treat yourself like a friend. If you feel that you have a friend within you, that you're not your own worst enemy, you become more positive, you understand that, because whether you like it or not, you are your worst enemy or your best friend by the way that you take your thoughts. And if you think positive, you will get positive results. And if you think negatively, you will get negative results. It's, it's basically, we've said this before, and I repeat it, and 
I'll never stop saying it because I probably that's the key to this thing, you know? Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, with regard to courage and breaking out and self-confidence, you know, a lot of people say they're so much harder on themselves than they would ever be on any human being, uh, other human being, I should say. In other words, they beat themselves up in a way, you know, because I'm afraid of failing or I'm afraid of this or I can't do this or I doubt my abilities. They would never do that to another human being, but they do it to themselves all the time. They talk about that the definition of courage is not the lack of fear, but having fear and not letting it stop you from moving on is the real definition of courage. And I think self-confidence, being a friend to yourself, like you just talked about, is, plays a huge part in that. Yeah, I, I think that if you look in the mirror and you're happy with yourself, it makes a heck of a difference. And, uh, you know, most of life is not that difficult to be positive. I mean, you have to start it by, and I hate to keep saying this, but you have to thank the Lord every day for this gift he gives you. You have this gift, this incredible present that he gives you that, you know, you can do whatever you want. And, and we're on earth that if you plant a seed, it gives you, you know, food and, and everything's relatively pretty easy. They made it in such a way, and this is where being spiritual, if you believe that this is all a miracle, like we've talked about before, it's easy to be positive. It's really easy. And then if you take the sentence that Earl Nightingale say about that the creator did not build a stairway leading nowhere, it gives you this, this hope, this feeling that, my God, there is something there. And whether we like it or not, uh, the spiritual answer is probably as good as any, if not the only one, you know? Yeah, and, and of course, as you mentioned, spiritual can mean a lot of different things. It can mean religion, it could mean a philosophy of life, it could be anything that helps you get through in a constructive way. You know, and I, I really think one of the things we've talked about in the past is that, yes, we will all have negative thoughts. A positive thinker is not someone who just has positive thoughts all the time. People get depressed, they get down. But if you stay on the positive road, kind of like if you get a flat tire, you have to pull over and fix it, but then you get back on the road, being that way is so much more effective in life than getting a flat tire and pulling off the road and never getting back on the highway again. So, I mean, people are going to have, I don't want people to think that, oh, Norb and I walk around, we're positive every second of the day. No, we're human beings, just like everybody else. But if you get back on the positive highway, even if you get a detour, you're going to be so much better you're going to have the courage to go out there and take risks. I love that description, actually. And uh, like we've always said, we never practice this. We just talk off the cuff with some guidelines. But, you know, I think that uh, if you just keep some basic thoughts in mind, everything makes sense. And one of them is this, and this is probably as important as anything we say, thinking positive thoughts and surrounding yourself with positive people really helps. Optimism, like pessimism, is infectious. So make it a point to hang out with optimistic people. It's that simple. Do not listen to people that are pessimistic because in today's society, unluckily, pessimism is the thing that is being pushed by just about everybody. So just stay away from it. It's like, if you know that somebody, I mean, I have, I've never met anybody with leprosy, 
But if you treat pessimism like leprosy, you <laughs> stay away from it. Right, so you don't catch it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in doing some research uh, for this podcast, I was uh, struck by a, a quote from the great Ray Kroc, who, of course, was the founder of what we know today as McDonald's. And he said, if you're not a risk taker, you should get the hell out of business, which I thought was a great way to go about it and a great quote. But friends, I guess what we're saying today is that uh, we're all here for a short time and we are all going to get out and uh, not get out of this alive anyway, ultimately one day. So you might as well go for whatever you want to do in life, whether that be in business or personal or financial or your hobbies or playing the violin or whatever it happens to be. Forget fear, have courage, have self-confidence, and you might be surprised of really how far that you will find yourself one day. And I think that the, uh, that really, really tells you the story about the United States because every one of these foreign people that came to this country had that positive thought that they could do it. And unluckily, they didn't have that privilege in the country that they came from, whatever Absolutely. it was. So friends, please remember that courage is not a lack of fear, but having fear and making the decision to go forward anyway. So we're out of time, unfortunately, but uh, Norb, as always, I want to thank you for, uh, for your insight and wisdom, as always. Thank you, and, Al. Uh, I appreciate it. We, and I uh, enjoy your input, too, obviously. Well, thank and, you. Uh, and if we, uh, if we helped one person today be a little more courageous <clears throat> or have, take a risk, I think uh, we succeeded. So for Norb Savanasini, this is Al Edwards uh, signing off until next time. And as we always say, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. We'll see you next time. God bless all. <laughs>